0: Hey PG fans, got a dollar? Then head over to shop.premereguitar.com and check out our massive ebook collection. We have authoritative titles on everything from DIY projects to lessons in a variety of styles and advice from legendary artists and gear builders. Plus, we release new collections every two weeks. Check it out at shop.premereguitar.com.
1: Everyone, this is Chris Keyes for Premier Guitar. I am with Brad from KG Elephant. Brad, how are you doing?
2: Great. It's a beautiful day.
1: It is. In Milwaukee. Milwaukee, as they say. Well, you were a Mustang guy and a Mustang Special guy, so talk to us about this Mustang and then your other guitars.
2: Um, Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'll I'll use pretty much any of the guitars that Fender has, Um, but right now, yes, I'm kind of sticking with mustangs and i uh, recorded most of this record with mustangs and just really liking the uh the bite and um they have they have a way of still cutting through but but sounding gritty as well mm-hmm. and so uh
1: do you like the smaller package too than you know like a strat or a telly uh
2: not for me it's just more about the sound okay. um and uh i think right now this is kind of what i'm I'm vibing on
1: you know, it looks like you take care you know take very good care of your guitars
2: yeah i kind of treat them like my my uh red-headed stepchildren <laughs>
1: <laughs> but
2: yeah they they get they get kind of kicked around a little
1: and the, jordan was telling us that you actually have those off or disengaged so you're just actually in the bridge most of the time
2: yeah we just kind of bypassed it because um as a, like in the studio i'll kind of put them with different tones and stuff like that but on tour um i generally use uh the same pickup unless i'm on a different guitar and so with these they just get banged around so much that they get kind of they start crackling and (laughs) it's better just to just to cut them out of the circuit (laughs) yeah
1: is there anything special that you've done to these or other than i guess the tape and the circuitry just to to make sure that it stays in the bridge or is there anything that you do um to keep it because i know seeing have you guys live before you don't stand in the same spot and mm-hmm. you're very active on stage is there anything reinforcement in the strap locks or is there anything to make sure that these guitars although loved and beat aren't completely thrashed
2: um no just a lot of glue <laughs> some some toothpicks in the in the um that's the secret is when, when the strap locks rip out, what you do is you just break up a bunch of pieces of toothpicks and you, uh, see that? You shove it down into the hole, <laughs> and then you mix that with wood glue, let it dry, and then screw it screw the thing back in like brand new. <laughs> Perfect.
1: And with the Mustang set up like that, with do you ever play behind the bridge or is that something that you don't even think about or ever use? Nah, not
2: really. Okay.
1: And what uh, strings and string gauges are you currently using on your uh, setup? I
2: use 11s, and uh, we use Ernie Ball and Fender strings. Okay. I, I can't remember the name of the strap company, but um, a nice lady from Chicago brought this to me, and um, yeah, this is my favorite strap. And so, if it's not on this guitar, Jordan gets Jordan gets kicked around too. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Are you a big fan of owls, or is that just you saw the strap and you're like, "That's pretty rad"? I don't know. She just bought. She brought it to me, and uh, you know, I liked it. It was a nice gift. And, and the only other guitar you have the red one, but then you also have the Mustang Special with the humbuckers. Mm-hmm. What do you like, or what do you use that differently in terms of like set list and tone? I mean, you
2: know, obviously it has a little bit of a fatter tone. Mm-hmm. Um, it's warm, and uh, I think with I use the the ZVEX Mastatron pedal for fuzz pedal, and so. With, for me, it just gives it more of, um, it's just a little edgier than these guitars, and it has a little bit, the body is a little bit more full. And uh, so I, I usually use that on when I'm just doing kind of like sh- like a single string uh, riff kind of stuff.
1: I hear you guys' music so much is, I noticed that you have two different tremolo pedals on the pedal board. How do you use those, and are they set up differently or are they kind of like this on the, the terms of the settings or how do you use the two different tremolos yeah. different because it's a sound i hear a lot in in your guys' songs
2: well one is actually a traditional tremolo um, and um that it's a Pigtronics uh tremolo um but the other one is actually more of a signal break oh, okay. um, so it's like a chop almost. yeah yeah there's an, there's there's actually a dead space with with no signal coming through at, at certain points, um, and so you know I like to use that one for you know just more tripped out um, stuff on the records, and um, it's it's by a company called Idiot Box, and it's called the Mad the Mad Doctor Stutter Pedal, and it's super cool. Cool. They also do a lot of really cool other pedals. Um, like I I just got a fuzz pedal pedal that's called a Laser Fuzz. No, it's more of uh, it's a little bit more gritty, and it's uh, just has a crazy range. The Mastertron, I really like because it almost has like I don't know if it's a power soak or what, but you it actually um, it's almost like a gated fuzz. This one is just kind of full, you know, balls of the wall, Um, just real dirty fuzz.
1: We just wrapped up our pedal issue, so I got to ask you now that I have you, what is your favorite? guitar pedal whether it's something on your board now or something that you've owned or let go or it's at your house
2: um, uh, probably the Mastotron i use that the most and then also i use a um a sub decay reverb pedal mm-hmm. just has a really nice spring huge spring reverb on it cool
1: thank you very much brad thank yeah, you for your time thank you jordan how are you doing doing good jordan is kind enough to not only talk to us about brad's stuff but the rest of the band so uh right here we got one of brad's trusty mustangs you care to tell us about
3: it uh, yeah, it's a, it's a Mustang Special. It's, uh, it gets beat up quite a bit, like most of his, uh, his guitars. He tends to throw them around pretty much on a nightly basis. Is
1: there any new scars on this one that you're having
3: I mean, to deal with? If you can see in the light, it's, there's a lot of just little little fractures there, mostly in the finish. But uh, some chunks taken out. There's a good crack, although that's under the finish, so I'm not too worried about it. Um, This one's actually in not so bad shape compared and uh, I commonly will you know put like big washers on any hardware bits that'll just keep it from getting janked up and ripping wood apart and stuff.
1: Saving yourself some time in the future?
3: Yeah, just trying to make it last as long as it can.
1: Which one gets beat up between this one and the red one? I know the red one he uses a Um, lot too.
3: Well yeah actually these are his two regular Mustangs. This one's a special this was in really good shape till about two weeks ago, and uh, he just smashed it. It was a hometown Nashville show. He got all excited, and, you know, a bunch of the finish chipped off everywhere. <laughs> and uh, that's a pretty good pretty good crackdown in the body all the way through. Going to get some uh, cyanoacrylate in there.
1: Is there anything he asked for that, out of you other than just keeping them functioning? Or is there anything that he asked for setup-wise or... Uh, action height, anything other than just make sure it works.
3: Yeah, pretty much. Make sure it's playable and works. You know, if it's buzzy, he'll he'll have something to say about it, which isn't too tough to fix. But uh, yeah, just make it work. Okay. You know, I'm about to fix this switch. It somehow it keeps popping into <laughs> straight place because it gets banged around, and it won't stay in the one position. Little little stuff like that. There's a nice crack in the body. Let me there. guess, another crack. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, you know, I've had some strap lock issues, second holes there, big old dings here. Same deal with the with So
1: he's not too switches. concerned about resale value. Not at all.
3: <laughs> but he wants me to rewire these in for the studio and okay. you know, assuming that this guitar lasts that long. It's <laughs> one of Nick's, right? One of Nick's, Yeah. Electromatic. She's a beautiful one. Um, nice hollow body sound not too big of a body, so it's a little easier to play and, and run around with, um, and he just loves the hell out of the Bigsby's, you know. What else has Nick got up there? Nick's got a, a kind of a cheap SG, that somehow is just his favorite. It, it's just got a gnarly, like, snarly, nasally tone that just shreds, you know, punk rock, so. And uh, I think it's only probably about eight months old, and this, all this wear is just from picking, you know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know where that one went, but I <laughs> put something on there. <laughs> but yeah, he loves this one. It's just, it screams, man, and really easy to play.
1: What's the other one here, the other red one he's got in there?
3: He got a little gift from, from Schecter for playing it on TV. He loves it, but it's just not the right sound for most of the set. So it's kind of a backup, or it would be really great for another project, you know. But uh, it's his his third string. Um, really warm tone, though. Beautiful sound. Bigsby again.
0: Ready for a special offer on a print subscription to Premier Guitar? Visit shop.premierguitar.com now and use this coupon: podcast fifteen. That's P-O-D. C A S T one five to get fifteen percent off a one year subscription to our in depth coverage of your favorite artists and the coolest new gear. Offer valid in U.S. only. No Wi Fi required.
3: Man's are Mavin's actually the keyboardists. Okay. He uh, he plays guitar in a couple songs. You know, these guys are both pretty brand new. Um, really small, fast action great sound, he's with the P90s here his backup has uh, some humbuckers what
1: songs is he playing guitar on?
3: oh, I mean, he's on Shake Me Down he's on Aberdeen Um, a lot of the second album stuff, I think yeah, (laughs) yeah (laughs) Um, yeah, but he's mainly on keys for for those parts Um, really nice guitars, though well made and he takes he takes good yeah, care of it. It looks stuff. a little
1: different than the other stuff. He other takes guys. good care
3: of his stuff. Yeah, he's you know, he wants it to be nice. <laughs> so we take good care. Um, we recently started using uh, Ernie Balls. They're all big fans. I'm I'm a Diodario fan personally, but um, you know, we use what we use. They all like the the, the slinkies, Ernie uh, Balls. Are they all slinkies.
1: using different gauges or
3: they're pretty much all elevens. Okay. Um, once in a while they'll they'll try out some tens and then be like, man, I think I just want to go back to the 11s. <laughs> they seem to be pretty stable. They don't break so often. You know, I change them maybe every two shows, about.
1: Okay. And uh, um, what about anyways. guitar picks? Is that one of Brad's? I assume. Yeah, yeah.
3: Brad's uses the Dunlops. Is it 0.5s? they They're pretty thin. They're pretty thin, and he holds it and uses the the flat, the fat side, okay. and just just, go. just cranks away. Yeah. These are Mavin's. He's uh, 0.96 is pretty heavy, yeah. but he also he plays a lot of just fingers. Okay. He apparently like practiced for like a year and a half without a pick at all. A lot of like Samba style and okay. and just he's a great finger picker at this point that he, he rarely even goes to a pick. But uh, Nikki B, Nikki Bachrath, we got the KG Elephant logo on him, and he plays the Dunlop Green Tortex. Point eighty eight, but he's he's a finesse player too. So he holds it pretty light and just just goes with it. So Titch, um, he played, I guess, a seafoam green jazz bass in the studio on the second record, and it was borrowed, and it was beat up and like gnarly punk looking, and it was just his favorite guitar, bass guitar ever, and he wanted to kind of get one of his own, something like that. He didn't want it pretty, but he wanted a jazz bass. With P pickups. So I took it home, you know, just took a Dremel, kind of routed out some spots and uh, threw some P pickups in there. He's like, I don't care about the holes, at least leave them. It it looks cool like that. I I just need to beat it up a little and get it dinged up and then it'll be cool. So there it is. It was was a fun little process. Do
1: you use this one quite a bit now?
3: Um, He's been going to it more, like the heavier songs, he likes the sound of it. Um, I think we're actually going to swap these out for uh, the 63 Specials from Fender, um, see what, how that tone affects it, but, um, yeah, he's, he just likes the action and feel of the jazz bass, but he didn't want the active pickups and that the whole jazz sound, yeah. so, you know, I just had to, like, measure it out and see where they're going to go, and uh, just rip out, the, <laughs> rip out the guts and throw some regular pots in there, and she's ready to go.
1: And what's the other one he's got up there, the other? The
3: other one's just a standard P bass. No
1: modifications done by you on this one?
3: <laughs> um, I don't think so. There might be some washers or something, just <laughs> some just to later. keep it in, in good shape. But uh, yeah, he's he's chucked it around. He gets you know a little ag- aggravated once in a while, and he'll just throw it. But he takes pretty good, good care of him.
1: And what about strings for?
3: Uh- um, Titch likes the Fender strings, Fender 110s to 45s. Uh, taper-wound. It's a, just a heavier E-string, so. Is he playing with his
1: fingers
3: or his um, uh, A little of both. A little of both. I think he plays 1.5 Dunlops.
1: What about the acoustic? Whose is that?
3: Uh, the acoustic's Brad's. It's kind of just a whatever. I just called Fender and said, hey, we need a, an acoustic guitar. The one we were using was just Beat to Hell and like we needed something that sounded okay for the stage. So, but
1: I thought Beat to Hell was kind of Brad's M.O.
3: It, it is, but once it sounds like crap, it's kind of like, come on, man. <laughs> we got to do something about that. Um, it's just a mahogany, you know, nothing nothing fancy or special, but she's, uh, she makes the show sound all right, you know. He, went, he tried a nylon string. he tried, We've tried, a, like, a Gibson J45, and it's just not the sound. This one's a little thinner, tinnier for, for what they're doing.
1: Looking at amps now, whose does this belong to?
3: This is Brad Schultz, the Schultzifier, we call it, <laughs> the Uh 100-watt supersonic. Um, he usually keeps it on a basement setting and a vintage channel. Looks
1: like everything's pretty cranked.
3: Yeah, he pretty much ends every show with pushing it to 11, throwing a delay on, and letting it feed back to hell. And walks away as he throws his guitar. <laughs> leaves you with the aftermath. Of course, of course. And notice, yeah, it's the uh, one of these grills on his backup is completely smashed because he it's he nuts. jabbed it once. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, great sounding amp, you know.
1: Is there anything special going on behind behind the scenes with the tubes? Are you having to replace that, or is there anything? He, or is it pretty stock, to your knowledge?
3: I mean, it's it's all pretty stock. I've swapped tubes a couple times here and there. Um, I think the beginning of this year we had a full retubing. Um, the only thing it's gotten loose with like the power transformers, you know, they've, they've come loose and there's a bolt flop, flopping around and shortened and grounding and uh, blowing fuses. Had to take it apart, put it back together. But um, it's, it's all pretty stock. Um, they use Palmers on the back for, for the front of house tones and whatnot. Um, but yeah, it's all, it's all pretty stock
1: over here is daniel's
3: daniel's base rig yeah danny's base rig super baseman
1: is he running both of them at the same time or is it just one and the other's one's a backup it's, the
3: other is a backup he's uh, he's running two 810 cabs off of the one at two ohms um so he's pushing it pretty hard so we got a backup for sure
1: and what's in the bottom of the rack there i see the wireless but the f- fender power oh. amp
3: yeah that was the backup we recently got the second baseman um those are the older amps he used to use, and uh, some wireless units. Um, but yeah, we don't really use that anymore. It just is living in the rack till the end of this tour.
1: <laughs> Who's a uh, lucky JMI is this?
3: Uh, I mean, technically, it's Brad's old JMI. Uh, Mather's using it um, for for these these tours. But uh, yeah, I guess it's, he's probably had it for a good six years or so. He, he got it in England, so we uh, we have to run a step down transformer for it. But, um, you know, very similar to like an AC30 kind of a vibe. Great amp, sturdy, had no problems other than the, uh, the on switch fell apart. And I kind of just put it back together and it, it doesn't turn on or off. It's just on.
1: <laughs> Let me guess, you added a washer.
3: <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Washers everywhere. They saved my life. <laughs>
1: right, let's go check out Nick's rig. All right. Tell me whose Buddha this is.
3: Uh, this is Nick Bokrath's Buddha. Um. Formerly our old guitarist Lincoln um hooked up a deal and we just stuck with him. Um great amps though. Really, really roadworthy, sturdy, sound great, nice creamy tone. You know. Been really happy with them. I wish they had a little more of like a reverb maybe, just because the, the cabs are pretty dead and stagnant. But uh other than that, you know, good stuff, good amps.
1: I see a bunch of pedal treats. Can you wanna give us a breakdown of whose, whose pedals belong to who? <laughs> um,
3: yeah, this first one is, uh, is Brad's. He's going to hate me if he hears this, but he pretty much uses like three, maybe four pedals on there. The rest are just to look cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> Can you point out maybe which three or four that he does use? He definitely uses the Mastotron fair Fairmount, you know, ZVex fuzz. He says it sounds like needles, um, so he loves that. He uses the delay quite a bit since he figured out how to make it do weird stuff. <laughs> Go, <laughs> you know, he just he lives by that. Um, he uses the reverb for certain uh, like staccato parts just to kind of give it some feel. <clears throat> um, and then this guy's like a tremolo say,
1: one thing I hear the, a lot of in the, the records is a tremolo mixed alone and with the Fuss so I was curious what tremolo he was using
3: um, yeah he's using this Pigtronics tremolo it's a, like a chorusy thing too going on that'll, that'll do some, some weird pitchy stuff I haven't even actually figured it all out yet but he's <laughs> <laughs> yeah all, this whole like top row I don't think he ever uses this, this one is cool, actually, though. It's kind of like an analog synth.
1: Yeah, it's another Pictronics. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: But um, he might hit it once in a while just to make ugly noises. That's really it. I think I've never seen him use the Pog. The uh, This is the Mad Doctor. It's kind of a cool, like, I forget what he calls it. It's more like a like a deep cut tremolo. It's like a stutter kind of effect.
1: The phaser and the... That- Earthquaker devices one doesn't get kicked think, on too much I think there's like
3: one part he uses a phaser on and the rainbow I, I don't I don't know that he uses it at all and actually, it's out of the chain right now. He wanted to put a... He got a whammy that he wants to use now instead of this other weird one he had. But those are proprietary power supplies, and we don't have one, so... Uh, I think in Nashville, in a couple of days, I'll pick one up, and I'll, I'll have a whammy here. Is this Nick's,
1: or is this an extension of
3: Brad's... <laughs> Brad wishes. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, this is Nick's. This is Nick's. He, okay. he kind of uses the crap out of all of those. Yeah, that Blake uh, custom shop pretty pretty awesome fuzz it kind of it screams like holy hell it's a bit much even for for his guitars i think they're already pretty high gain so it pretty instantly feeds back <laughs> yeah he uses a lot of these the whammy he uses a good amount for like you know detune chorusy stuff um the ocd the full drive for leads and stuff um the octaver he's been using with the Gretsch. Cause it has it's a little bit quieter and uh, you know, more mellow tone that he'll just give that some a little bit of deepness. Yeah, G Labs Verb, he's got Boss um, delays, they're almost like set up for like a spring reverb style. Okay, um, but yeah, this one on the end is, is a stereo one that kind of ping pongs, which is pretty cool. And what about
1: the Memory Man? Deluxe Memory Man. Memory that Man's
3: same deal, more like a like a spring reverb, but it's got the chorus-y vibe going on. Um, the Super Tram he definitely uses on a bunch of parts. What about the and, OCD
1: uh, versus the Blake? How, did you say that he uses the OCD for the lead parts and more of that for um, the Blake for just regular verses and regulars?
3: Um, the Blake he'd use more on like the loud punk stuff um just just to be screaming gnarly you know where the ocd is a little more focused drive and then this foot switch actually is a buddha foot switch but we uh we modded it because he uses two amps um to be you know just put a second channel in it instead of like a y setup it's essentially a y setup in there so it has two outputs to switch both amps at once daniel titchener bass setup he did just put the Big Muff on. I forget what else he had on there. Uh, some other kind of a bass fuzz. But he, he really likes the Big Muff now. Um, Who doesn't? Yeah, really. I mean, come on. They're great. And he's Yeah, the old school ones especially. But uh, that's a full tone bass drive, I think it is. Um, really good bass distortion. Really tight sound. Still keeps a good low end, you know. But give it a nice crunch at the top. We have it wired, so there's a, a clean signal going to the house. And then... Also, we, we use a DI, like post, um, post pedals for the effects. They had someone else put these boards together, and I hate it because I don't know what's in what order. I mean, I do, but it's just been a pain in the ass working somebody else's, you know, somebody else's math. <laughs> if I would have just did it, I'd know exactly how it goes. you are right. Yeah, exactly. It'd be done perfect. <laughs> and I'd be able to fix it and troubleshoot it in seconds. And add some washers. <laughs> Everywhere. <laughs> Everywhere. All
1: right. Well, Jordan, I think you covered all the questions that we covered. Thank you for going over not just Brad's rig, but everyone else's rig for the band. Really appreciate it. Thank you again for your sure. time. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. This is Chris Keys for PremierGuitar.com. Mm-hmm. Don't forget to sign up for PG Perks, your all-access pass to exclusive gear giveaways and discounts on PremierGuitar.com.